It is so wonderful to be here again in South Texas. It's a beautiful day today. It is. Very warm. I have here in the studio a wonderful, beautiful woman. Her eyes are just amazing. She just has this beautiful presence. I met her a few days ago, actually, in person. And uh, her name is Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Hello. Thank you. That was a very warm introduction. I'm always interested in, you know, wonderful, beautiful people that cares for others. And she's a person that cares for others so much. And uh, she loves nature. Yes. We bond on that. <laughs> right. Right. Uh-huh. And she's been in several countries, lived in different places. For different periods of time. Yeah. (laughs) But originally, where are you from? Originally born in Sonoma, California. So the hills by the ocean and the redwood trees. So beautiful. Very beautiful. It's a wonderful part of the world. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Tell me something that you remember so much about your infancy when you were a child. Oh, you know, something that I, I think I realized that was a big feature of my childhood was the trees of California, like the redwood trees and the pine trees and being out at like camps or out in the woods or by the river. And the more I traveled to other countries, it was like, that was the thing I missed was the trees. Whenever I go into some pine trees or a wooded area, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm home. It feels... It feels so wonderful. What a beautiful thing to be embraced by nature, isn't yeah. it? Yes, very, very. When we're open to it, it is like the most fulfilling thing and just taking a deep breath of air and appreciating the forest and the trees that have been here for so long and give us so much. It's one of the blessings in life. So um, I know that for many like there is no nature close yes. to them. But there is possibly many ways that a person that lives in big cities can be can bring nature to themselves. Oh definitely. What will it yeah. be? Something if you can something I have um I heard a quote one time that said everybody should live in a city at some point in their life, but not long enough for it to change you. So I made myself go live in a city a couple of times just to, you know, experience big um, center of our community is like high impact in there and in that area. But um, there's a lot to learn from it. But as far as getting the nature aspect to have that balance in your life Mm -hmm. of not too much of a concrete jungle, um, typically cities are condensed and on the outskirts of them, there tends to be a lot of like hiking areas, deserts, parks, national parks, whatever it may be, the ocean, something. And I know it's not a possibility to go every day, but if like maybe a weekend trip or every other weekend to, Mm -hmm. instead of going out to bars or staying home for the weekend or something like that, to go out, maybe camping or just go out, drive an hour and a half or two hours and be in nature, just go for a walk, go for a hike. And with people with busier schedules and they can't do it as often, even in a little city, if you do have a balcony, to just cover it with plants. Mm -hmm. And 
even if you don't have the balcony, to bring the plants indoors. And it's great for oxygen and it's great to have in the air, but it's also such a grounding thing to be around nature and to be around plants in any form. So those, and I'd also say if instead of maybe going to a gym to go to, a lot of cities have parks and sometimes we just walk right by them or walk by them to go to another place, but to take maybe 15 minutes and pause in the park, sit by the pond, look at the ducks, like sit next to the tree, just take a deep breath rather than being on your phone in the park, but trying to really embrace as much time and energy as you can from it and soaking that up and it will give you a lot more energy and calmness and stress relief and it helps with depression. It's a lot of beautiful benefits to it. And it's something so simple to have 15 minutes in a park. That is a simple thing to do, right? Sometimes yeah. just opening the windows. Yeah, yes, exactly. The exactly. The sun on your skin with your arm out the car. There's little ways to add it in more. Yes. Yeah. And to appreciate those little moments too. And I'm thinking that is some a form of meditation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Natalie, I I mean, you um, have all of these routines in your life for being more healthy and enjoying nature. Yeah. So I um, traveled a lot to kind of find a place that or an environment that fits me the best and fits my personal desires the best. And I've landed for now, I think for a long time in um, Hawaii. So I live on the island of Maui and on the North Shore, it's a little bit more, a little quieter. Some of my daily practices, when I start my day, it's always with a big glass of lemon water. And I think that's becoming more of a, um, more popular now, which is a, a good thing. It's such a great way to start off. I learned it 11, 12 years ago. I first picked it up and, um, it's something I do almost every single day as long as I have a lemon on hand. <laughs> I really need some lemon trees. But um, <laughs> um, that's one of my daily ones, especially because we wake up very dehydrated from yes. having eight, nine hours of sleep that we haven't been drinking water. And so right when we wake up, we're most dehydrated. So having that and it gets our... Um, digestive system moving it gets us moving a little bit like you drink that hydrate and some kind of movement I typically go and run on the beach that's one of my main morning things um and yeah I'll run on I try to live somewhere close to a running track or wherever I live I find the running areas and somewhere that you makes you look forward to actually going to every morning. So I don't like running in neighborhoods too much with all the houses and people and noise and it's too much. So the beach I go to is a long white sand beach with a lot of dogs on it that I start to recognize and know their names and greet them. And um, it's more, yeah, it's like a community. Um, I've definitely lived in different places and changed my routine so many times, but I have found at the end of the day that when I wake up and I go for a run after my lemon water and then to do yoga or meditation after that, and I have that on a consistent basis, it 
makes me want to eat good foods. It makes me have more energy and make different choices and be more clear in my mind and everything. And it has this trickle effect throughout the rest of my life that when I do those things, I feel my best. And so I try and find yoga studios that I enjoy going to that make me go to them and um, meditations that suit you, that are healthy and that keep you feeling just overall good. And it's always been an experiment about what works for me of um, does this kind of breakfast work or does this and different kinds of things. So, yeah. So tell us about the work you do over there. It's been a kind of a transition into this work. It's um, something that I started learning about over like 10 years ago, and I got very interested in the health and wellness um, ideas, basically. And I got introduced to it at a seminar, and I started just reading books and watching documentaries and learning from new people and working in new places that would teach me and going through different trainings and certificates and doing all of these tests on myself for years. And um, it eventually brought me to be a health coach and I still traveled the world. So I would work in um, wellness retreats in New Zealand and I work in hostels and see a lot of communities of backpackers that would come together and just chat over a fire with someone playing the guitar and just opening up and talking about things and things that people were going through and just learning about people. So it was all kind of all of those things brought together just got me into coaching and health and wellness coaching of living a healthy lifestyle, but finding the balance in your life of what feels good for you about um, being around people that that you learn something from and that are a positive influence on you and removing toxins from your environment. And kind of my life has been kind of me removing those and replacing it with good things that serve me. And, um, and about now it's about teaching other people to do the same. So it's a, I'm a health and wellness coach. So I'll take um, clients and we'll do clarity coaching to figure out what they want next and maybe their career or um, nutritional guidance coaching, or we'll do a two hour waterfall hike with that's a spiritual awakening of just to breathe in the waterfall and to be present in the moment and not think about stress and worry and work and all of these things that we need to do, but to just bring awareness to ourselves and the things that are around us and to be grateful for those moments because that's where a lot of the healing comes and or those moments come from. And yeah, it's been that. What you're saying has just kept me thinking. It's like, wow, yes. I mean, even we here in our own areas where we live, not all of us can go to Maui. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but we can incorporate a lot of, of those course. things. So you mentioned yeah. the, the waterfall and the walks yes. and as, as much as you are close to nature and enjoying the sounds and being immersed. Yeah. I think it's important in any yeah. place that you are. Definitely. And I found it was always something that as I traveled, I started realizing, I think living in Hawaii, it's autumn kind of by default you're just closer with nature you tend to be outside more you're at beaches more it's just 
you're more connected to nature. And I think that's why I'm so drawn there and want to live there because it's, I've seen it, how much it benefits me. But whenever I am in other places and cities, I, it always is about trying to find, you know, it's going into the city. And if I ever go visit my parents, I'm always in the backyard and I'm just hanging out mm-hmm. in the backyard with like the dogs and the kids running around, laying in the grass and playing with the dirt and things like that. So it is, it's a lot closer to us than we think. Yeah. You know, I, part of my routine is in the morning and just to get out barefooted. Yes. Just walk on the grass barefoot. and feel the moisture of the morning dew. And oh. and I love it when it is early spring that the orange blossoms are present. Yes. Just get immersed with this natural aroma. Yes. The fragrance of the, the flowers. The spring and the blossoms. Yes. And, oh. and to hear all the birds. And I do live in yes. the middle of the city here, yeah, but I... we have a lot of trees and you know, it's just this nature that is just calling us to be united because we all are wonderful living things. Yes. Part of one whole thing. Yes. So we're here back with Natalie and it was just so nice. Um, you know, uh, she talking about very easy and simple ways that we can be more immersed in tune with our own bodies and nature and enjoy it and to the benefit of our health. And I wanted to share with you all that she's helped me a lot. She is amazing. I've been going through some illness for a couple of months and uh, it's a wonderful gift that she came. And um, I couldn't travel to Hawaii because of my health. But uh, she came, and uh, I feel her care and her warmth. And actually, this morning, she uh, went with me to an appointment that I had with a health professional locally, and uh, she was there. She was the person that I could have confidence more than what I have right now, Uh, for example, this morning asking the right questions because my thinking is not too clear right now and I just missed some things and she was there. So thank you so much for coming and for spending all this time, all these days with me. And and thank you for being open and sharing with me because it's it's a lot of personal challenges to go through when you're feeling sick and when you're feeling just not yourself and wanting to feel better and to share with me and to be willing to be open to say, oh, you're ready for to do what it takes to yes. get better. And I appreciate that. It's so wonderful being yes. around you. <laughs> and actually this morning was my husband or her to come in with me in the room. And I was like, you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I think I, I think I should. Yeah. So definitely, you know, she's interested on, on uh, the whole person. Yeah, health and wellness. This yeah. is your awesome. Natalie, think about a woman, an older woman that you met or a younger woman. When I went to um, the big island of Hawaii, I was 
living in, I think I was just meant to meet this woman. I was living down in Honduras and I was working on a diving program and I laid in a hammock one day and I was just had this daydream. It was really strong and it was just, I was just picturing myself in Hawaii and I um, didn't know anybody there or anything and I hadn't been there since I was a kid, but I, the dream was so strong that I was like, compelled to just go. So I dropped out of, I woke up, grabbed my laptop, booked a ticket to Hawaii and left the next day. And I was off and I went and stayed at a hostel and I went through a few challenges to find this place that I ended up living. But as soon as I walked in, it was, it sounds crazy, but it was the exact picture of what I had pictured in the hammock. And I was like, I am meant to be here. I just know I am. And it was a little studio that had like an outdoor kitchen. It was all blue and turquoise and teal and um, a beautiful garden. And it was this woman from Canada and she um, is just amazing. She still, she surfs every day. She is such a wonderful soul. And um, I got, I connected with her so strongly and I went through a lot of personal, I stayed there for three years and I went through a lot of personal challenges and it was some of the hardest things that I had ever gone through, but she was there for me so, so immensely. And she was a dear friend, but also like this motherly figure and somebody that I just looked up to because she had gone through so much pain in her childhood and from family and she overcame that and she was so loving and forgiving and beautiful and I admired that and she was strong physically and mentally emotionally and yeah I really admired that and I am grateful to have her like on my on my team (laughs) (laughs) so yeah she's somebody that I really I'm very, I got to experience Hawaii in such a beautiful way, like with her around. So uh-huh. yeah, that was, and in Hawaii, they call it your Hanai. Um, it's like your chosen or adopted member family. So she's my Hanai mom and she calls me her Hanai daughter. So it's something like you get to choose those family members oh, yes. and they're part of you and your family How beautiful yeah How beautiful <laughs> after the dream you follow literally a dream yeah you know waste it, time move on and it find a place that embraced you and a woman was there yes it was exactly everything mm. that i needed it's looking back everything always connects when you look back but it it doesn't make sense in the moment. Sometimes <laughs> it feels crazy, but it always makes sense. If you just follow your intuition and yes. your gut, it doesn't it doesn't lead you astray. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us what is womanhood for you to oh, you? Womanhood. Um oh, there's so many ways I could go about answering this. Um I think a lot of it is at the end of it, it's just I feel like it all kind of brings back down to just being able to love yourself because I feel like when we love somebody else, it's because we trust them and we respect them and we would do anything for them. And I think when we get to that point that we can feel that about ourselves and we have respect for ourselves and we trust ourselves and 
we enjoy our own company. And when we have that, I think that makes other people have that for us too and see us in that light. And it makes us treat other people with kindness and ourselves with kindness. And to have that kind of love and respect for you for you and yourself, I think that kind of, to me, feels like womanhood in the sense because it's very empowering and it makes you feel proud to be a woman and because we are strength and beauty and having all of that and just embracing your who you are as a person because we are all so different and it's all okay and it's all beautiful and just when you get to that point of not comparing it to other people and things and you get to that point of I like I embrace every part of me because it is me and I love that and I'm going to love everybody else for who they are and for everything about them because it's part of them and I think that when you get to that point it's finding a little it's almost like finding peace in a sense and I feel like that's just this empowerment of womanhood I know that's a strange description of womanhood i think what you just described the strength of a woman is the essence of a woman yeah exactly exactly that was beautiful oh thank you very strong (laughs) tell me about children children about just in general just what comes to your mind and to your heart i at one point i worked at an orphanage in cambodia and that was for about a month and i was it was me and my friends from Australia and we were the only two that were there and it was 30 kids that we lived with and took care of and we would teach them English and I was so blown away by them and by just the connection that I had with them because I I was in my mid-20s by that point I think and I always said that I was never going to have children and I was like I don't like children I never want them and I think that was one of the first points that month of like full immersion of living with them that I was like I could really connect with them and I was like I am going to miss these kids so much it was heartbreaking to leave them and it it was a very um crazy experience because they had all been abandoned or their Mm. parents had passed or a lot of them had deformities or Mm -hmm. something they had very traumatic backgrounds and they were all so loving and so just accepting of us and so sad to see us go and knowing that we were two volunteers but they had probably seen maybe 20 30 every year and it's Mm -hmm. always going through new people that are always saying goodbye Ah. to them and that is something that is, it was so heartbreaking and it's so sad to to see that. But um, I was really grateful that they were able to like open up and get, connect with us so quickly, even though they knew that we were going to leave just like everybody else. But they mm. still became like, they were running and hugging us every morning and like just wanting to be with us all the time. And it was just... It was very touching and that was something that I was just like, it changed my perspective of children. And I think I had not wanted kids because my childhood, it was divorce and all these things that in my mind, that family was a toxic thing. And it was, that kind of changed my mind that I was like, wow, so these kids would do anything for family, but I mean, anything even just to have a volunteer around. So that was one of the turning points. And then I started being more accepting to, I'm like, okay, well, 
I'm going to be open to whatever happens at this point instead of saying, no, I will never do this. I'm like, I can't ever say I'll never do anything. So um, I started just saying, okay, I'm open to my mind being changed and my mind being open because that's the best way we can live. So um, yeah, so I got to see sister's kids and I bonded with them just being an aunt more than I like ever thought I would. I was like, oh, I'm an aunt. I won't love them the way a parent does, but I really, really do. <laughs> and wow, yeah, so it's it's been a different journey, but my mom has always said that kids love me and they'll always come up to me and want to hang out with me. And I really enjoyed speaking to children because their minds are just so like not affected by society quite yet. And um, all of these things, like it's, they have such a beautiful mindset and I feel like I could just sit there and have a conversation in like a kid's perspective and Mm -hmm. talk about plants and going outside and hiking with them and I really enjoy it so I've my mind has changed dramatically from the last 10 years so um, I've definitely now I've been open to just yeah just wanting to one day I've even said one day like um fostering kids or adopting kids and there's so many children out there that need loving homes and I'm like I would love to be help to help them in any kind of way so that would be another form of it but yeah so that's what comes to mind with children tell me about being a daughter about Uh, being a daughter to your mother yes yeah beautiful thing it's a learning thing it's a different it's interesting the stages of that relationship as a child with a mother because I feel like it starts off as you total admiration for my mother I used to she had it was just her and me and my sister and we didn't have much money um she worked a lot basically we didn't get to see her as much as I would have liked. We were always in daycare and babysitters and things like that. So in the mornings, I would crawl out of bed early when I heard her wake up. And so I would go sit on the couch and watch her exercise in the morning. And then I would follow her to her room and watch her put on her makeup. And because that was the only time that I like actually got to spend time with her and to be around her. So, um, yeah, so I think it's this whole admiration and then wanting their time and then you go into being a teen and you have total respect. Anything that they say you believe and you go with and it's like they're your, they're your rock and everything. You go to them for everything. And um, as a teenager, you have this more resistance because you're learning from your peers and your friends from school and you're learning all these different new things and then your parents are the ones telling you what to do and what not to do and things. So then you're like, it's, I remember reading this book, I think it's called um, The Prophet, I think maybe it is, the chapter that talks about being a parent and it talks about how um, a parent should be somebody that tells the kid right from wrong and teaches them that and a parent isn't meant to be a friend because the child will have many friends in life, but they will only have their two parents mm-hmm. or one parent or however it is. And that is the person that's going to make them a good person that will make them 
attract friends in life and attract good jobs and things. And so it's that parent's job to teach them how to be a good person. And that's something that I was always very grateful for my mom because she would always tell me like very good. She taught me very good manners. She I had to do like learn laundry and cleaning and all of these mm-hmm. kinds of things. And um, it was in that way, I was actually very grateful when I went off to college and I knew how to do all of these things and other people had never done laundry before. Mm. Um, but things like that, I really did appreciate about her looking back, not at the yes. moment, of course. I was like, why? I know my friends don't have to do this. But um, <laughs> that was something I did admire. But it, my mom had a rough childhood too. My mom and dad divorced when I was very like four or five. And then... Um, my dad died when I was 16, too, and I think there was just a lot of trauma and trying to then see your mom as, like, a, another person rather than your and this figure that you always look up to. It's when you become an adult yourself, then you start to see them as, like, a, they're another human that has had to go through challenges in life and has had to learn their way the same that you did, and it's it kind of changes your perspective of, okay, they have emotions and desires and things too, but as a child, you're just like, they are a perfect God and (laughs) they have no challenge in life. Yes, and we grow up and we understand more things and things reveal to us that we didn't see before. Yes, exactly. And then you're like, wow, like my mother went through a lot Mm -hmm. to get me to where I am today and like mm. working several jobs and all of these wow. things. So it's, it makes you grateful. <laughs> Besos a tu madre. Yeah, yes. Kisses <laughs> to your mother. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. This is where you come from. Yeah. And I see where your strength is from. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's very strong. <laughs> I'm sure from all of your experiences and your own living as well. But yeah. We bring with us all of these basic things that come from family. Of course. Of course. That's so at the end, <laughs> tell me about family. About family. Yes. Um, I love your family. I had like one of my best friends, and I also had six kids and their house was always just lots of people in it. Mm-hmm. And it was lots of food and people coming and going and always laughter and noise in the house. And um, whenever I went to my aunt's house, she had four daughters too. And it was like that. And I loved those homes that were like high energy and everyone talking and mm-hmm. maybe fighting, but it was always <laughs> noise. And it was always like... Um, everyone in this small home and it's just so yes. warm and for, and I was always, I always wanted those kinds of homes. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of family, I'm like, that's what I would want to em- embody and embrace because it's something that everybody always wants to come back to and mm-hmm. always wants to, they unite in the kitchen and they, everyone is talking about different things and playing games and, um, it's there's something unlike family it's irreplaceable it's Mm -hmm. something that no matter I think that was one of the things that I that kept me going throughout my travels because I would be maybe alone on a bus in the middle of some in El Salvador some country and Mm -hmm. away from home I think I was on a bus in Sumatra or something for 
for Thanksgiving eating a can of Pringles and I was just <laughs> missing family uh. so much. And um, it makes you so grateful to know that your family is there and that you can always go back there. And no matter what you do in life, no matter what mistakes you make, no matter what mess ups you do, your family is always going to love you and mm -hmm. bring you back in and forgive you and take care of you. Um, and that's something that's just so powerful. It's, it makes you grateful. And it's also, uh, you meet people that maybe come from a broken family or mm -hmm. people that don't have those kind of families and to form friendships with those kind of people or for even yourselves that like when you create a friendship that deep, it is like a family to you and you can do the exact same things and to let, I have friends that I know if something happened, I could go to them no matter what and they would love me and forgive me and take care of me in the same way that family would. And um, those kind of bonds, that's what life is about. <laughs> All of that is family. I agree with you. Yeah. Natalie? It's been wonderful to have you here in the studio. Thank you for sharing your womanhood, for sharing some of your experiences that you had when you embarked in a journey years ago, when you left home, the beautiful redwood trees from California. And thank you so much for caring for me as well. Yes, it's beautiful that we can talk about topics like this because it's not an everyday conversation. Thank you. Thank you.